0: It's an odd thing to say, but the previous time I was naked in a group of people, I was at a swing party uh, shortly after my 18th birthday, and my date was my dad's girlfriend. Whoa,
1: we gotta really,
0: <laughs> we gotta really back up. But first, a word from our sponsors.
1: The Handy is leading a sex toy revolution for the dick havers. So you're going to want to get this one wrapped around your cock with free shipping when you use promo code BILLY20 at thehandy.com. Dick wipes. Yes, I am telling you about Promescent's new dick wipes. These wipes will help you last longer in bed and take up no more space than a condom. Buy Promescent's new delay wipes today at Promescent.com p-r-o-m-e-s-c-e-n-t dot com now let's get to the show
0: welcome to the man or podcast
1: Shout-out to the hot uncles, to the kissing cousins, and to the not my stepmoms. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. A little, a little allusion to last week's episode with Rachel Steele. Hey, everybody, how you doing? This week on the pod, I have got on fellow comedian and fellow clothing optionalist, Andy O'Feish. He is uh, the man behind the naked comedy show, And this episode is barely gonna talk about naked comedy because, oh my, did I hit a hard left turn in this interview very, oh, I will tell you shortly about this left turn because I have a different left turn I wanna tell you all about that happened on a dating app. Uh, you, You ever just, you're trying to hear what someone's sharing with you, and you're also trying to not be judgmental Because you know what they're going to share has brought them lots of judgment in the past. So you are actively listening. A lot of, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, mm, interesting, yeah, tell me more, Uh uh-huh, mm-hmm. But you're not actually processing what they're saying. And then, like, later, it smacks you in the fucking face what it is you just heard. Yeah, that happened. I was on field, I matched last week with this, uh, this 50-year-old Indian woman uh, in Manhattan, and her profile was paired with this other woman, because on field you can pair your profile with another profile, like of a partner, cool, so she was paired with this 20-year-old Indian chick, and it turned out, after you read their bios, that they have a mommy-daughter thing going on which i was like that's hot like from a totally male gaze point of view it's like oh there's two women together hot they they pretend to be mommy daughter hot there's an older one and a younger one hot when you read the profiles further it turns out that they were looking for men to recruit for a gangbang for mommy it's just like i gotta i gotta redo my cover letter uh here's my resume do you need any letters of recommendation very on board and then we started talking further and I, I you know, was asking about them. I was like, oh, how long you two been together, which with a 20 year old involved, there's kind of an upper limitation of how long they could have been involved together. But hey, you know, you yeah, so ask—that's a thing you ask. Um, and, and it turns out it was about 20 years because th- they didn't have a mommy daughter dynamic. They were mommy and daughter. Like actually. And actually still hot. Sorry, not sorry. Not going to pretend I'm the only one in the room who's fantasized about hooking up with a pair of people who have some sort of relation to each other. Just not going to pretend. Don't pretend like you haven't thought about like hooking up with twin brothers or with a mommy and daughter together. Come on. Come on. So still on board and just like, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Surprised hard left. But it was a, it was like a soft left because it's a left I was down for. And, uh, and then I start going, uh-huh, uh-huh. As it took the f- <clears throat> harder left where she says, yeah, well, we started talking about it when she was 14. And, you know, we didn't do anything until she was 16, which is the legal age of consent in New York State. Uh, And I'm just going, yeah, okay, uh huh. And and then I kind of pivoted us into, oh, well, maybe you and I should just get coffee to start with and we'll just have a chat, work from there. And And then there was this period of time we weren't exchanging messages. About a half hour goes by. And then I'm like, oh, oh, that's not okay. Grooming is bad if you don't know what grooming is, grooming is like when a, an adult person doesn't touch the kid, but they start like preparing the kid to be touched. You know, it's like when like a, like a te- high school teacher who doesn't hook up with their student, but like at 13, 14, 15 starts flirting with their student and getting the student prepared to fuck them when they're no longer a student, when they're of age, et cetera, right? Not considered. Okay. Cause there's this, power, huge power differential there, namely in the, like, maturity difference and emotional difference and intellectual differences of the people involved, one being a child, one being an adult. They call it grooming. And I was like, wait, wait, you you just, this woman just told me she's been grooming her kids since she was 14. I just, I just think there's a world of a difference consenting adults should be able to do what they want with other consenting adults. However, there is a huge difference between like 19 year old daughter starting to make moves on mom and mom and daughter talking about the eventual fucking that they will do when the daughter's 14 for several years before then they start fucking not okay. And then start doing stuff before she's 18 while you're still also have to play mom. No, that's, now nah, that's not okay. Uh can't do that. Uh, I had to report that to field. Ugh, that was that was just like a hot situation that turned into an even hotter situation that turned into an uh, oh fucking no situation. Oh my, has that ever happened to you? Oh gosh, if you've ever had something like that where just like things are going great, things are going greater and then what the fuck? I would love to hear your story. Shoot me an email with your, oh no, hard left turn story, dating stories at manhorpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also send your, you know, episode feedback. You can send your uh, sex and dating questions, advice questions, right? You can send your criticisms just yelling at me. Send any and all of that over to manhorpod at gmail.com. You just may hear your email on a future episode. Oh my, well, before I get to my hard left conversation with Andy, if I, I got an exciting announcement, an exciting special offer for you. Y'all know what the peep show is at this point. If you're a long time listener, you know that I've been hosting a private, sexy, supportive, sex positive, explicit group chat for like over five years. It's called The Peep Show. It's a place where we just share nudes, gifts, and compliments all day, every day. It's a magical place. It may be Hump Wednesday. You post a picture of your butt, and dozens and dozens of strangers will just tell you like, oh my gosh, you look great. You look fabulous. Work it, work it, work it, boy, girl, they, whatever. And it's a community that is available for my $10 and up supporters on Patreon until today. For the month of November, all Patreon members are entitled to one free week in The Peep Show. Yes. If you want to join my Patreon and try out The Peep Show today, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash If you are already a Patreon member at a lower tier, just shoot me a message or an email. I'll get you in for a week. Give you your trial run. And by the way, I first asked the peep show, I was like, hey, are you guys going to be upset if I, like, offer, you know, like, a free trial of the peep show to some people? Are you going to feel, like, commodified and and used? Are you going to feel uncomfortable with that, having people who might only be in the peep show for a week? And everyone was like, nah, nah, dude, just bring them in. Yeah. The more dicks and pussies and butts you let into the group, the better. We're all for it. Bring them in, Billy. So... <laughs> I have the Peep Show's blessing to offer these one-week free trials, and one of our new Peep Show members is Nicholas Marino, who's going to get his fan whore appreciation moment. Yes, uh, shout out to Nicholas, who has uh, just gotten an annual membership. He's gonna he's gonna be around in the Peep Show for a whole ass year, and he's gonna see so much ass including my own uh so shout out to this strategic sweeper for uh being a dope fan whore for supporting the show and i hope you two uh will join us in there one more time that's patreon.com slash man whore podcast andy o he is uh he's been running the naked comedy show for over a decade i've uh, uh i've done the naked comedy show a dozen or so times Doing comedy with your dick out is a fun way to change it up. I clipped out the first 18 minutes of our conversation. um, And it's coming out tomorrow on Patreon because it's really mostly comedy shop talk. We're talking about Edinburgh Fringe. We talk about the origins of the naked comedy show. We talk about this nudist retreat he went to that, you know, where he first did naked stand up. That comes out tomorrow for my $5 and up fan horse on Patreon our conversation is going to enter shortly before things take a hard left turn as you heard in the teaser oh my andy's father had some shaky sexual boundaries at home he will tell you all about it uh and so that's what you're going to kind of come into for 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 some of you who might be a little bit more sensitive to hearing about child emotional abuse I do giggle a lot through this episode, and my giggling and laughter is really me just mirroring Andy because that's how my potentially autistic brain sometimes will do things. I see the guy talking about potentially traumatic shit, laughing and smiling, and he's also a comedian. Well, then I'm going to laugh and smile and be a comedian, so I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm being glib about how Andy's father treated Andy. Andy's being glib, and therefore I'm being glib with him. That's uh, that's my way of trying to be uh, somewhat socially intelligent. Uh, this is such a cool one. I hope you all enjoy it. We're going to do a couple of ads, and then we're going to chat with Andy O'Fish. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by The Handy which is a handjob machine. And I just think that so many of us with the penises wished we had like a really good sex toy where we can just like stick it in, hit a few buttons, and then like let it do its thing. And that's exactly what the Norwegians have come up with with the Handy. And with the rise of virtual reality porn, Handy is already working on integrations and content partnerships with some of the hottest porn stars in the game. What kind of like integrations? Well, imagine you put on a VR headset and you see a sexy, beautiful person in front of you in between quote unquote your legs and they reach out and start stroking your cock on the VR headset. And without having to hit any buttons, your handy starts stroking you the lengths, the style, the speeds that the porn star is stroking you at. What? This is the beginning stage of the dystopic, the, the but kind of really awesome future where you can go and you pay like $20 and you could put on some goggles, stick your dick in a hole, and you watch some porn while things happen to your dick. And then you come and then you just go to Reebok and buy some sneakers. It's next door it's uh it's amazing i love my handy it's truly my favorite sex toy that i own and regularly use and i know fan whore nation is digging the automated handjob action and our special exclusive offer for whoreheads is about to run out so you really do gotta hurry up on this thing you can get free expedited shipping on your handy which saves you 20 30 40 bucks depending where you live in the world, uh, you can get free expedited shipping when you use my promo code, Billy20, that's B-I-L-L-Y-2-0, at thehandy.com. So one more time, get your handy today at thehandy, T-H-E-H-A-N-D-Y.com, and use the promo code Billy20 at checkout. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Promescent. Promescent's delay spray and delay wipes will give dick havers that extra bit of time you need to get the job done. I certainly know one of my biggest insecurities in the bedrooms. It's not my dick size. It's not the firmness of my cock. It's not even, like, my body body anymore. It's truly my stamina. I don't have, like, a medical-grade, like, premature ejaculation problem, but sometimes I get... Really extra excited or extra nervous, and come a bit quicker than I would like to. You don't have to do No Nut November to regain control over your sensitivity, folks. You need permescence delay wipes and delay spray. The delay spray is more for people who have like comes under a minute consistently all the time, like I'm, you know, true premature ejaculation. For those of y'all like me who just need a little extra time, the delay wipes are incredible. And while you're at Promescent's website, you can enjoy a slew of their premium sexual wellness products. Give yourself more time today at P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com and let them know the Man Horror podcast sent you. Now let's get to the show. Who's, who's the most famous person that, that has done the your
0: Naked Comedy show? I would probably say... Eric Andre,
1: yeah. Who um, when I saw him, he ran in. and I think Mike Lawrence was on stage, and he he, he came in late. Uh, Eric was late, so he runs through because it was the old pit, so he had to run yeah, through. Yeah, like the crowd, like he you has to run through the stage to get backstage. Yeah, so like he like he, you know Mike Lawrence is on stage, and he just kind of like runs by him, slaps him on the ass, and runs runs back. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's Eric Andre. That was my introduction to Eric Andre. Well,
0: here's what's <laughs> awesome. I knew Eric Andre because he he played some clubs up in Boston, and then a friend of a friend suggested he do the naked show and Eric's like, yeah, I'm in. So, uh, so he shows up not knowing. Well, I mean, he, I don't know what he knew, (laughs) but my first interaction with him was, Hey, what do you think if I come out in this thong? Wouldn't that be funny? You know, um, naked on the naked show. I was like, yeah, well no, it's we're all going to be naked and d- don't wear the thong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it he had a look on his face was like huh. <laughs> and then and then it shifted from huh to like oh, I'm doing this. Like like resolve, like yeah.
1: Like, he's been waiting to take his dick out in front of people for ages.
0: Yeah, and, and even at that moment, right, before he's famous for taking his dick out. But, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But I feel I feel like maybe, I, I feel like, you know, Frankenstein, <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein, <laughs> like I created a monster, cause I, not that I did, but I felt like I was there at the inception mm. of, of Eric Andre not having any boundaries around clothes, because... Cause there was that moment when he was like, "Oh, I can do, I can be naked," <laughs> and then he was, and it was great. It's hilarious. It's so funny. Now that that wellness retreat
1: where you first did that, you know, was that the first time you were naked in front of a group first of people? First time naked in front of a group of people. Really? Yeah, yeah. I would have thought, like, because w- I, I kind of like, why were you even at that retreat in the first place? But it's like, kind of, I don't know. I just kind of felt like that was your th- thing, your vibe. I thought you were just like, yeah, it's Andy. He's a nudist, and.
0: No, no, no. That was the moment where I was like, oh, I can just be naked in front of people. Yeah. Although I say that, and and it's an odd thing to say, but the previous time I was naked in a group of people, I was at a swing party uh, shortly after my 18th birthday. Excuse you? Yeah. No, I was at a swinger party on two consecutive weekends, because the first one I went, there was only four couples. And my date was my dad's girlfriend.
1: Whoa, we gotta really, <laughs> we gotta really back up. Okay, explain. <laughs> Let's start with the fact that you're just like, yeah, back to back fucking swinger weekends, no big deal.
0: Eighteen. What? Yeah, why? no, it was, it was, it was very. She was a odd. date to both of those parties. She, uh, yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie from, from, this would have been. <laughs> Eighty six. <laughs> okay. I was almost born uh then. <laughs> yeah, You're almost born.
1: Eighty nine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, is- so so here's here's the thing about my dad. Um okay. he is uh uh what's the word for it? Comorbid. Okay. Meaning you think he is bipolar and socioaffective disorder. What's socioaffective disorder? I don't know. I I just know that a lot like like my dad, okay. uh, delusions of grandeur, okay, and uh, just a loose grasp of where he ends as a person and other people begin, and and just kind of, I mean, all the good bipolar stuff,
1: <laughs> all the good stuff.
0: Yeah, growing up, I only knew him in a manic state because if he was in a depressed state he wasn't around right (laughs) he was in a desert somewhere anyway uh and he 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 was addicted to pretty much anything that didn't involve ingesting drugs he was like addicted to gambling an experienced junkie he yeah addicted to sex addicted to all the addictions and completely averse to any kind of mind-altering drug especially if it was being administered by a psychiatrist yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and food addicted Mm. Uh, that was his drug anyway yeah he he was all over the map but i only ever knew him manic phase and you know he was adventure dad Mm. and around that same time he was starting his own chess federation (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah because uh he got cheated out of something by a particular tournament director and he's like, "I'll show you." Yeah, I'm sure that's I'm how we are down own too. Chess Federation and book chess tournaments on the same weekends that you have your chess tournaments, and I'm going to add a zero to your prize fund. <laughs> <laughs> and he burned through a few hundred thousand dollars on that little project, but that was a manic phase. And he was also like a software developer and like contractor and super smart genius, mm-hmm. and in Bay Area, California, and a swinger with and a girlfriend named Bonnie. Girlfriend named Bonnie, who was as much older than him as he was to me.
1: <laughs> okay, so, so he, he was, I was probably in his I was 40s and He was in his
0: si- late thirties. He was not yet forty. Okay, <laughs> and she was pushing sixty. Hot American Indian bodybuilder. <laughs> this gets better and better. With, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Anyway.
1: <laughs> I feel like you were about to be like, with a great rack. And no, 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 like, no. Just not say it, that it about was, Bonnie.
0: It was a, a sexy Terminator look. Okay. <laughs> and she had a sexy, very hard, you know, leathery, muscular female form that did not look her age at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so how how, how does... This- and, and she was super quiet and so sweet and... <laughs> And apparently, according to my dad, psychically, his match. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know he was a swinger back when you were in high school? Oh yeah, no, he's very open about his sex life. My of entire, course. Gro- I, got I imagine, all my boundaries were pretty loosey-goosey in that house. Yeah, no, I mean, he never touched me inappropriately. <laughs> Only appropriately. <laughs> no, no, I mean, but he he was a nudist around the house, mm-hmm. and and uh, and at one point I was like eleven or twelve, and he was like. Uh, Hey, are you at all uncomfortable with me being naked? Because I've heard I probably shouldn't be naked around you. <laughs> and <laughs> one of your
1: fucking teachers told me maybe But but here here here
0: here here's the thing. It's like I was very noncommittal in my answer. And I think even at that point, like before consent culture. Yeah. He was like, that's not a yes. And he wore clothes around me for quite a while after that. Oh! Very perceptive of him. But, yeah, no, he his whole thing was bullying other members of my family to make sure I was always completely at choice because he didn't see me as different than him. He thought I was an extension of him. Right. And the thing about my dad is, like, you've never been loved by anyone if you haven't as much as if you've been loved by a narcissist who considers you an extension of themselves.
1: Right. (laughs) Loving you is loving him.
0: (laughs) Right. And, and, and all of his manipulative abilities were like lent towards imagining what my dreams are and trying to get me to live them. So like, I always felt really pressured by my dad to like be adventurous and, and leave my job and, and, Go explore exactly what I want to because that's what he would do. You right. Know?
1: <laughs> so how do we get to uh, you going to the swinger party? Oh, with he was this like, girlfriend? yeah, I
0: want you. I want you to enjoy, you know, this experience. And 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 because uh, I was really shy, I was very awkward, like socially. Mm-hmm. You know, a super computer nerd.
1: Yeah. Well, you had a naked dad just walking around loving the yeah. shit out of you.
0: <laughs> so I was like super sex positive. <laughs> I had zero like. I didn't have any like built-in shame around sex or my body Mm -hmm. but i did like very gradually get the idea i don't know how to talk to people (laughs) 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 i just don't have social skills Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i had like very uh no shame around a lot of the things people usually have shame around but
1: yeah Anyway. No, similarly, I was and, I, I was my, a happy kid. I didn't yeah. you know I'd talk to the other kids, yeah. and they thought yeah. that was weird. Yeah. And then they wanted to make me miserable.
0: Oh yeah, and, and 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 my mom and my stepdad. Everyone's very sex positive in my family, mm. and um and I think they kept their swinging to themselves.
1: <laughs> what did your mom also swing with her? <laughs> you know, nose? she
0: would never share that with me.
1: But like, is that? But you know that?
0: I don't know that.
1: But you like suspect? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Okay, okay.
0: I don't know anything <laughs> about my mom's. <laughs> sexuality
1: fair enough well you i think you knew enough about your dads for the both of them Just (laughs)
0: generally people that are super cool around sex yeah tend to be sex party people (laughs)
1: that is very true
0: that is pretty true the only evidence i have directly for my mom is yeah she she never taught me to be ashamed of sex or anything right
1: but your dad's like ah it's you're 18 you're a man go to this play party and bonnie will show you the way
0: this is your thing right and and yeah you Bonnie was like more of my gender balance than my date.
1: Okay, so you didn't hook up with Bonnie.
0: No, not at all.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: No. In <laughs> fact, I didn't really hook up with anyone except for this one Korean woman who was about as shy as I was and we did some hand stuff while watching other people fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what what was it like to walk into that place?
0: It just was just so awkward. Yeah. It was it was just cringy. You weren't
1: a virgin at that point, were you?
0: Uh, no. I think I had already uh, lost my virginity uh, uh, to someone who actually my dad set me up with when I was sixteen. <laughs> Did your dad get you a prostitute for your
1: eighteenth birthday? I
0: could have been. Could have been. I don't know, but I think at the all I know is she was a friend of his from from his sex party scene. And then that first experience when I was 16 was just so sweet and gentle. And she was just showing me the ropes and I couldn't even get an erection and, and, and I somehow had ejaculated while being mostly flaccid while she was going down on me. Okay. <laughs> um, after an attempt at actually having intercourse, you know, and it just, it was awkward and uncomfortable. And then, and then, Within 15 minutes, she was in the bathroom, and I was just relaxing on the bed. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "All right, now I'm ready to go. Now I have an <laughs> erection." And then I heard a knock on the door. And it was my dad's. Like, "You all done in there?" <laughs> and I was like, "I thought we were... I was gonna say something, but you know how, like, in a hotel room, the bathroom is closest to the door." Yeah. Yeah. She yelled out from the bathroom, Yeah, we're done. <laughs> I was like I was I could have I could have done better on a second.
1: <laughs> Did you ever get to have a to give another go?
0: Not with her, no, uh, no, okay. no. That was a one off. <laughs> That's wild. But <laughs> I definitely I definitely had some uh uh delightful other uh sexual interactions after that, which which worked much better. And, but you know, that would be a whole other tangent. <laughs> but you seem to have like
1: healthy sexual boundaries. I mean, like we were sitting in a room that has like a diagram. Your, your, uh, is your, your partner, your wife, your girlfriend,
0: or- my partner, we go by partner, Sure. Yeah.
1: your partner drew. And it's like, it says wheel of consent. Like you seem to have an idea of healthy sexual boundaries, but like, do you feel like you have those despite what were maybe some shaky ones back at home or, do you feel like you you learned from
0: those? Oh, yeah, no, I just always felt like my boundaries were always respected. Okay. And 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 since talking to a lot of people about this mm. sort of thing, I realized my experience was fairly unique.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people might be surprised you're you're coming out uh, on this end of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: and And I think a big part of it is because my dad bullied anyone in my family <laughs> yeah. who even threatened my boundaries. Right. But not that I was even ever aware of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just knew that other people in my family would never even think of disciplining me, like punishing me for being out late or something. Or... <laughs> having any restrictions on my behavior while I was in high school because they knew they would have to deal with my dad if he heard about it right so I I grew up with like complete autonomy yeah and and to the point where even my grandfather my dad's dad uh I was staying with him while my mom and my stepdad went on a vacation on their own mm-hmm. and I, I was 16 or 17 and and he was like saying, you got to be here by 10 o'clock. That's the rules of my house. I know your dad might, you know, or your your mom and your stepdad let you do whatever, but you got to be in by 10 here. I was like, oh, grandpa, sure. (laughs)
1: What? <laughs> I've been I've been longing I've been longing for rules, but yeah. no, my dad won't let anyone apply well, no, rules these, to me these right boundaries now. Boundaries are delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other like shaky situations like that? I mean, like you know, he's in, he said go to the swinger club with with my girlfriend and, and and here's a friend a swinger friend of mine. She's gonna show you some ropes. And
0: it was really like, all right, you're on your own now. After mm-hmm. that, you know, but like I can also remember a time like before that. And I was, like, you know, really inappropriately young for this invite. But he invited me to watch him have sex with his girlfriend. Oh, my. Yeah. And and I was like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> and then the only thing I ever heard about it, because I never heard about it again. Yeah. It was just the invite was put out there from, a, from upstairs to downstairs, literally. Right. You know, and then. And the last thing I ever heard about it was my dad saying, oh, you're missing a hell of a show. <laughs>
1: and yet you seem to, do, I mean, do you consider yourself having like a healthy relationship with sexuality? Yeah. Yeah. I and do. So, and so it's like it's it, like, how do you look back now on back then? Was there ever a point in your life where you kind of started to realize like that shit wasn't on the up and up? Cause when you say inappropriately young, I'm assuming like maybe you were like pubescent and he's like, this is how I'm going to teach, show him the birds and the bees instead of talking to him or something.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it, it was that. Not that it's like really at any age appropriate to be like, you know, Hey, someone wants me fuck my girlfriend. Get it's <laughs> not, it's not up to somebody of that age to make that decision. Right. And I made the cautious decision <laughs> and, and, but what was interesting is what stuck with me were those words. You're missing out. I I did miss a hell of a show. <laughs> I probably did. Maybe I should have. <laughs> and that that bit of doubt was always in there. But I always feel like good. Mm-hmm. Why not have that? Why not have that in my head?
1: How do you think that having that in your head has informed how you've progressed in sex?
0: It it um. Well, here's the thing. I always, whatever my dad did, I tend to do the opposite because, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, they were separated when I was really young. Mm-hmm. So clearly he fucked up. <laughs> 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 clearly he fucked up. He's He left. Whatever he was doing, that's how you lose a connection. Mm-hmm. So, like, my dad showed me all the ways I should never behave if I ever want to keep someone in my life. Yeah. (laughs) So I am typically like really averse towards yelling at people (laughs) because that happened a lot before they split up. Was like, oh, it didn't work out for him. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, manipulating people into having sex with you is probably not good. Yeah, (laughs) not a great thing. No, (laughs) nothing stuck around with my dad. Nobody stuck around.
1: So as you like enter into adulthood, did you stay in the lifestyle? You went to a couple of swinger parties? Did you keep going to stuff like that? Or is there a big no, gap? No, I
0: just have a, yeah, no, I, I didn't really go to swinger parties at all after I was 18. In fact, in fact, from 18 until 31, mm-hmm. I had no intimate social, sexual relationships. Is that a
1: really fancy multisyllabic way of saying you did not have sex in between that? It's a fancy way of saying
0: I was scared of asking girls out. Why is that? I don't know. I would just get a rejection. I'm like, phew, that was easy. <sighs> Let's not do that again for six months. <laughs> did you ever did, <laughs> did you ever get a yes and then get nervous? Like, oh fuck, what now? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. that would raise the stakes. I'm really gonna screw this up. Mm-hmm. And and it really I got it cemented somehow that I don't know how to talk to people. And that not, nothing to do with my dad. That was just me being socially awkward and hating myself over it. Yeah, yeah. And then it was the same place I went to that i did the naked comedy Turn the lights on for me i was like oh all that fear that means that's a green light yeah because what had been happening was i would have one negative interaction one feeling of like oh why did i say that oh i'm like cringing thinking about things i've said over the phone asking somebody on a date i was like let's never do that again <laughs> yeah. and then that would never happen again for like months <laughs> was was that
1: retreat that was when you were 31 yeah no so was, what brought went,
0: you to that retreat i well actually with 30 it was a year after the retreat where i actually had sex with somebody but no it brought me to it was like uh losing my job and not having anyone to have a shoulder to cry on because mm-hmm. usually you know you would go to whoever you're intimate with for that and i was yeah. like i had nobody and i had nobody within miles and I was like this is a problem yeah. and i went and saw a therapist about it and i was like well you just need some people you need to find your people and have some intimate connections and then that won't happen again you'll have a shoulder to cry on when you lose your job you know and so uh he said Here, here's where you should go mm. go to cambridge center for Adult ed That's where I took the stand-up comedy class. And they said, oh, go to this other thing. It's called the Human Awareness Institute. And that's where I did the Naked Weekend. And then you put the two together, like a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, and then I was a happy boy after that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how it all came together. And then I was like, oh, shit, that's scary. If I do it once, we'll find out if it's really scary. And, And it wasn't. It wasn't scary to get naked. And it wasn't scary to be intimate with not just women, men. Mm-hmm. I was intimate with men. I was like, oh, men are cool too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was really frightened of intimacy with men, as much as with women. Yeah. A- and then it was just like having the lights turned on. And, and it was like, well, let's try it. <laughs> let's try being intimate with these people. And it was all right. It was better than all right. It was great. And then I went into that workshop thinking, I got to come here and find a girlfriend. And I left thinking, why do I need a girlfriend? I, If I want love, I can have it.
1: How do you come to that realization?
0: It was just a matter of having experienced it. I was like, mm. this is the real thing. This is, is really about finding love from within mm. and having your cup full. So then when I went and I interacted with uh, women I'm attracted to, uh the stakes were much lower i wasn't walking around empty you
1: didn't need them to fill the cup you had a full cup yeah It'd be great if you can share your cup with them but like you don't need it it's not the end of the world if they say no yeah yeah or if it's not the end of the world if they say yes and it, it doesn't go well yeah 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 That's and, incredible. And,
0: and and part of it was i was also having a lot of low stakes connections which were just purely cuddle based mm-hmm. and not sexual Cuddle based, yeah, yeah, just touch without the sex, right? No, no, I'm, a, I'm familiar yeah. with the concept <laughs> yeah. of cuddling. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just like, oh yeah, cuddle buddies. You know, people we cuddle with. Oh, it's real clear. It's not we're we're not fucking. Mm-hmm. This is getting you know our our touch bucket filled up, <laughs> and then you're not going around the world interacting with people star for touch. Is it <laughs> is it incredible now to like realize how how not scary just
1: saying like. Hi, I'm Andy. I think you're really cute. It's like... Is it wild that, like, that used to be so scary? Even me, like, I, I, you know, going to sex parties, if I go solo, like, I, if I want stuff to happen, I'm going to have to go introduce myself to people. I have to actually psych myself up in my head and be like, Billy, you're going to go, you're going to shake three hands, introduce stuff to three new people. You want to leave after that, you can leave after that. But you're going to introduce stuff to three new people. Um, You don't have to hook up. And me, my stakes, I always try to be like, I would like to make out with a new person. For me, that is a successful uh party attendance. Everything, <laughs> yeah. For me, everything else is bonus, right? It's like... Um, but even like, I, I really don't think I felt truly confident just go up to someone and say like, hi, I'm Billy. You're really cute until the first, uh, post, you know, vaccination play party earlier this year was really the first time I was like, I, Billy, you're going to a sex party. They're at a sex party too. They're there for a reason. I can just go say that. But Mm. that was a terrifying idea before then. you even just a few years ago. It's, it, it's wild to think like what we were afraid of
0: yeah no and and, and I, I i think a big part of it is when you're walking around full mm-hmm. it lowers the stakes and it's not so scary
1: i think also people can sense when someone like has like looks like they've got stuff going on that their cup is full and that's like an attractive element whereas if you like are at walking around acting like your your cup is half full or or kind of empty then it's like the fuck's he got the offer yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. even if you're making someone like think twice they're like wait what this guy he seems like he's got something i kind of i'm i'm sensing the vibe let's let's explore this yeah it's wild to me what when did you start going to um into group
0: sex again you know i never really i wouldn't say i got into it i just always kind of tangentially connected because this basement that we're in is very like uh We've, very had, play party we've friendly. had some. We've had some play parties. Yeah, <laughs> I feel much more comfortable as a host, you know. And we've hosted a few, but not like anything regular. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's always very once in a while. And it's much more often we will come down here, and, and, and of course our audience can't see this, but there's like a wall of art mm-hmm. here, and it would typical party down here would be a bunch of mostly naked people lounging on futons and mattresses while a couple of people are painting on the wall. And it's like watching TV in slow motion and we're just cuddling and getting a lot of touch and probably nobody had sex. Mm -hmm. No, not, not like a sex vibe. When you have like a gathering like that, how do you like to set the container? Um, well, it's just it's the activity and it's who but like, you invite. When you, like when
1: you when you're inviting like do you say explicitly what the event is, like what the party is gonna be about
0: do you lay out certain ground rules sometimes or not? It, it can happen yeah. we'll, we'll go that way and other times we won't and we get different results and and my preference is let the let the uh group of people we invite into our home dictate the vibe of the party sure sure you know and 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 it is interesting, because it does come up, like, because we just hosted a, a birthday party for a friend of mine, and I think a lot of the people at the party were sex party people. Right. So we debated, are we going to specifically say this is not a sex party, or are we just going to, like, <coughs> well, anyway, birthday girl wrote the invite, and <laughs> and I forget exactly what she said but yeah it was it wasn't a sex party oh i I also think it depends on like you know how big is the party and and yeah. how well does everyone attending know each other mm-hmm. and and uh like I feel like lately I've only been to one like legit sex party mm-hmm. and it was like the summer with a friend of mine who <laughs> you know we're like cuddly and uh you know we'll exchange massage occasionally and um. But she had uh, wanted to talk about kink with me because she knows I'm connected with a lot of kink people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to find out what your kink is. And we went out and had a lovely time talking about kink. And I found out what she was really looking for is to be, you know, offered up to to people and, right. and to be like. She wants to be lent out. Le- yeah, yeah like to be presented and and, and and invite people to, you know, have their way with her. With yeah. Their, and, and also to be seen. Right. And to be like the center of things. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And within a day I got an invite to the perfect sex party mm. for that. And and it was somebody it was somebody's birthday who I didn't really know that well. Mm-hmm. And and I got this invite and I knew almost everybody there, and they're all people who I kind of knew go to sex parties, <laughs> and but I knew them all, and right. that really made the difference. And it and it was so fun, and I, and I brought uh I brought my friend and and got she got the experience of like you know at one point there was uh, some electricity play, <laughs> and uh, and it, I I got I got I got uh beaten some and it was it was fun and I got the electricity which I'd never experienced mm-hmm. uh, with the the electric claws and the, and 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 there was like a uh, what's the cross thing the St. Andrew's cross yeah it was a St. Andrew's mm-hmm. cross it was really nice it, it, it was the most comfortable St. Andrew's cross I'd ever seen and and but it was all about that kind of you know softness and then the, the ah, claws and the gotcha and I was like oh so fun <laughs> Yeah, and at one point, uh, my friend was operating the claws, and um, my friend who invited me was controlling the electricity. Okay, and I was like, I felt like I was like kind of in a threesome, <laughs> and nobody was touching because <laughs> they were really dialing in the the pain sensation, yeah. and uh, and it was fun, and then and then people just started fucking (laughs) and and at the same time i was having nice cuddles and strokes and and it was very much like that very first sex party where where you know we're just stroking and 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 touching each other watching other people fuck
1: (laughs) that is it is such a underrated joy of going to a play party is is like especially if like a couple say new to this type of stuff it's just go and, like, don't do anything. Don't get naked. Just, just like, have fun at it and take that sexual energy home or or just play with each other. Like, you know, I think a lot of people think sex party means, oh, God, do I have to get naked? Do I have to have sex with other people? You know, I think they, they just assume that they have to do stuff. And it's, I mean, I don't know what other p- parties are out there. I do not taste test a lot of different groups or whatever. But if it's a party worth its salt, I feel like they will make it so explicitly clear. That you do not have to do things you don't want to do. They will make yeah. it so explicitly clear that like consent is key and all that jazz. And, and then once you know that there's no obligation, gosh, then everything you want to do that's pleasurable is your choice. And it's really fun. And anything you don't do wasn't going to be fun for you or it might be a thing you do in our time. And, but yeah. watching is really the only thing is like, I wish, mm, I wish masturbation was a little bit more, you know, chill and acceptable
0: at like a sex party. Yeah, I think the difference is is in, in the communication. Yeah. Having a connection with people and, and and acknowledging, hey, look 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 what we're doing. You guys are having sex and I'm playing with myself. Yeah. Is that cool? Are we cool? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Awesome. All right. But just in the <laughs> Whereas season. or or you're hiding in the corner pleasuring yourself awkwardly without actually having any interaction with the people whose uh, activity you're getting off on
1: even if even in the same way that like a couple or however many people like go to a specific like space Mm -hmm. right if you know they go like oh we're gonna go claim that like that mattress there um i wish in the same way i can claim my little sliver of space and not like to anyone but just like while taking in the vibes just like having a damn good slow stroke session with myself while all this sexual energy is around me, I'm not necessarily jerking off to any one person. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily staring at any one in particular, but just like looking around, loving the environment and like getting on with myself. But uh I, I hear that is it's not like not allowed, but it's uh it's frowned upon. Like jerking off on an airplane.
0: <laughs> I think it depends on, on where you're at and what people are into. Because uh. I bet that might be frowned upon by some people, but for other people Having someone in the corner jerking off to them, having sex with someone else that's their king sure
1: <laughs> sure <laughs> um and 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 so uh, how long have you been with this one upstairs?
0: Oh my current partner we met at a tantra workshop of course you did uh five <laughs> years ago five and a half years ago okay and then uh yeah, and then uh we didn't really interact much at the Workshop, but at the end of it, we met up and said, "Well, let's get together and talk about maybe uh, practicing tantra together." You know, not in any kind of romantic thing, but super just you know, cash. yeah, it was super casual. And then and then we so we go out to dinner, and we both rode bikes. And she lived in Har- Harvard Square, and I work in Harvard Square. And then and then uh, we went out to just you know talk tantra. Yeah. and 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 right up front she's like yeah I, I have no intention of practicing with you at all tonight just let's be clear oh and I was like yeah sure we're we're going out for dinner yeah <laughs> okay we talked on I would oh yeah whatever you weren't I'm like good. disappointed or anything no, like that no and and then and then we really got along during dinner and just connected around a lot of the stuff we'd learned th- from the Tantra weekend and and uh and I don't know after a drink or so in and just like uh I was like wow I am really into you. <laughs> and, she, and she was like wow that's the sweetest thing I ever heard. I was like I was like um yeah so uh seeing as how we're definitely not doing anything tonight um do you want to have a safe sex conversation? <laughs> and uh and she was like sure and I was like and and you we get another also since we're not doing anything tonight, you know, get another round of drinks. I was like, Oh, you got a second round of drinks. Yeah. And so then we had the most awesome safe sex conversation and another round of drinks, and then she invited me back to her place and I and I didn't <laughs> I went to work from her place. But well, you totally didn't do anything. <laughs> um we worshipped each other in, in a way that uh was was really uh tantric. And, and and i'll just leave it at that but yeah i would say we didn't actually like have like genital on genital sex sure. until like two or three dates in <laughs> i'm
1: glad you can still be so traditional in one thing <laughs> i'm still a three-day guy when we're doing the genital rubbing but
0: uh you know tantric
1: worship hey yeah. let's do it <laughs> yeah no i worked
0: out great that's uh, wonderful but i would think the main thing was that uh, with we we didn't start out hot for each other, mm-hmm. you know. It was more like, "Oh, you're fun. Let's hang out." Yeah, and then and then the, then then the the real like, uh, you know, intimacy and the romance, uh, came from within that, which which I felt like was was uh, uh, a good sign. Yeah, for for how things have gone, and and now we live together, and it's great.
1: That's so. fantastic. And I <laughs> Since she was at a tantric work, uh, workshop, the, the lifestyle was like not an adjustment thing because she's already in that world.
0: Oh, yeah. So the first time right. I said, well, I'm going to go hang out with my friend and we might have sex tonight. And then her response to that was. Honey, this is exactly the kind of relationship I'm looking for.
1: Oh, my
0: Andy. my response to that.
1: <laughs> Good for
0: you. Yeah, so that's that, great. Yeah, I was like, oh great. We like doing polyamory the same way. Because yeah. just saying you like you're you're polyamorous doesn't mean you're gonna do polyamory the same way yeah, I don't know what another the fuck person that, is.
1: Yeah, it's like what the fuck does that mean to you? It, right. It, it's like You're
0: basically saying what you're not.
1: Yeah, you're just saying like this won't be monotonous. We're not
0: defaulting to promising each other to not ever have sex with anyone else while we're together. Right, right. That's all. That's all the
1: information that's been conveyed, and there's still so much conversation to have after yeah. that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we we definitely uh, have been practicing. So it has been an awesome trip, and and had had a really difficult stretch, which uh only served to prove like hey no matter what happens we're still together. <laughs> what was the difficult stretch? Um wow well, that's a whole other story. Uh <laughs> but um so uh let me see how, how how to get into it. It was like a weird triangle situation where I without getting into any of the details, it wasn't so much that she was jealous of the person who was with me mm-hmm. it was that she was jealous in the other direction
1: like she was jealous of her taking up your time
0: no the time of, of the other because she was into the other person
1: oh i mean she was still into you uh, <laughs> she was jealous because she's like well i want to fuck her too exactly <laughs> and well i hope
0: it I- was in it, it and it was it was yeah it was uh definitely uh uh her friend and and, and then we're all friends right but right. then at a certain point. I tend to grow on people. I'm a slow burn, and so like you know, maybe a year or year and a half. I just remember a particular Super Bowl party, and uh, this person came with somebody else and basically sat in my lap for the entire party. Party, although there was a part at halftime when she went to go talk to this other guy, and I'm like, oh okay, I'm not seeing her again. But then she came. back back and i was like oh this is on (laughs) (laughs) but
1: i'm sure that there are younger versions of both you and me that would be in that scenario and think oh i guess i just must have really comfortable
0: thighs yeah so so we went through a whole thing uh a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of really difficult communications and and just a chunk of time where i just didn't see this other person for a few months just let everything cool off and then do you tell that other then, person
1: do you tell them like hey i gotta take a little
0: break no we all talk together oh we all talk? All, okay. it was all three of us like really intense difficult communication and it really a lot of it came down to like uh sibling rivalries and triggers and they mirroring triggers just match up and just like um, everybody is somebody else's mom or sister, <laughs> and that's how it works out but but what what came out of that was a connection between the three of us is like we got through that, and now anything's possible to the point where last Christmas we spent covid pod Christmas. are you all three the three together? of us right okay and and i remember i don't know if it was christmas eve or new year's eve it must have been no it was it was christmas eve in our little pod and and um yeah they let me know that i'm on my own because the two of them were vibing (laughs) i was like i was like okay that that hurts a little Mm -hmm. but awesome (laughs) <laughs> awesome Cause this is so much better yeah <laughs> than w- how things had been in the connection between the three of us
1: so the three of you are dating
0: uh or i wouldn't describe up. it Sorry, dating i wouldn't describe it okay. dating we, no we we're all like you're like, all friends who sometimes yeah and, and and then like every um uh, oh i mean my partner and i we live together right, yeah. right? but um this other person um yeah, she's off, like, with a new guy and 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 doing what she does. And she's got a lot of other stuff going on, intimate connections that have nothing to do with me. So it really does come down, to, like, every couple of weeks. So, yeah, we all get together and it's, like, get all the stories kind of connection. You know what I mean? That's dope. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like... It, it's exactly the kind of relationship I like where it is whatever it is in the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I feel like maybe we're getting to the end, and I'll just end on this. It, it's been the cornerstone of my connection with my partner that, that um, this concept that all we ever really have is right now. Mm. So let's just be in the now and, and whatever's happening right now is a good indicator for how things are going to go. So just really be in this moment because even though it's a good indicator for how things are going to go, let's you, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen yeah. in the future. So all we ever really have is right now. So just be in this moment. That's fantastic. Man. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, quick yes, no question, but like, do
1: you, do you identify as a nudist?
0: I identify as a clothing optionalist because I am as uncomfortable in a nudist camp where they say you got to be naked as I would be in a place where it's like you got to wear certain clothing. Mm-hmm. Like you got to wear you got to wear this to you got to wear a coat and tie to be here. Hate those places. I no, just let me be. let me be fucking comfortable i'll try to look nice while being comfortable no really i would love to wear a coat and tie to a nudist camp (laughs) (laughs) no pants yeah no just just to prove i can (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) um that's that's great man well thank you for sharing some time with us this was this was wow did not realize this backstory don't know why all that was in the fucking act. Uh, I've, I've, I'm an odd bird. I have I've seen all this. <laughs> you have no bits on on that. You know in you know yeah. Fuck my friend. She'll show you. You the know rope. the <laughs>
0: setup is tiresome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to connect with an audience on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what y'all can't relate. <laughs> but uh, Andy, you know where can people go to find you, follow you, and hopefully one day uh, watch you do naked stand up.
0: I would say if your best bet is just follow the comedy studio. Uh the comedy studio is 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 in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Right now they're doing shows at uh Vera's mm-hmm. in Somerville, in Union Square and okay. they 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 have shows on uh Thursday to Sunday and it's a small venue and and they they're on what do they call it on uh they're, they're not at their usual location. <laughs> I don't want to say on hiatus. What is it? It's on a...
1: It's about... The no. residential. They're, they're the resi- residential. They're doing a residence somewhere. They're
0: doing a residency. At okay. The, the comedy studio has a residency at, at 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 Vera's.
1: But if you go to the comedy studio's website, social media, I'll put a link in the yeah, show notes. Yeah, no, yeah, no, like just them check
0: them out. They're, and go see a show at Vera's, and it's awesome. Sounds good, it's man. It's just like the comedy studio that was at the hong kong for so many years yeah
1: (laughs) i just realized by the way while you were talking i was like i knew you when you had the big curly red hair and this is like is like you got full-on like santa claus look going on man
0: well you know it's that time of year
1: (laughs) well thanks again for making time to chat with us and why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody
0: oh goodbye everyone this has been a fun chat
1: Wow, Andy's dad took, you know, setting up your kid with someone to like a whole different level. You're not supposed to set your kid up with a friend from the swinger party. Come on. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe Andy is as sexually well-adjusted as he is. I'm sure he's fucked up in some sort of other way. Of course, I hope you're following me on the social media. I'm on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. I'm on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. And Facebook is not letting me post anything anymore, so you can go like my fan page on Facebook if you want to, but I'm like literally not allowed to post, and I can't get a human to review it, but they're also not deleting the page, so I don't know. (laughs) Folks, some of you, if you're on my uh, my email list, you got an email uh, this week uh, asking for some help, and I'm going to repeat it over here. I don't I don't like doing this. I don't think I've done this uh ever to this extent, but you know, I know the the uh, pandemic really hit kicked a lot of us in the financial dick. and I know a lot of us are still recovering from that. I know I am, but uh you know, I, part of the reason I'm able to still do this show every week without missing a week is because of some financial security I had on patreon, but that financial security is starting to hit some concerning lows i'm since the uh the height of my patreon in april 2020 i have uh, i'm down over 36 percent and at some point this won't be as sustainable if that can't reach at least a certain minimum base level so if you want to help keep the man podcast going strong if you have just two dollars to chip in It would be very much appreciated. It's $2, folks. And I could use your help at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. I know some of you don't like monthly debits. They do offer annual memberships. I even offer you 5% off if you uh, pay for the whole year up front. And if you don't like Patreon because you just don't like them, uh, in my show notes, there is my Venmo and Cash App handles. They are at Billy Prasida and uh, dollar sign Pod, respectively. Keep us going over here. I'm working hard for you. And if none of that sounds appealing to you, but you would pay like $10 to $20 for a Billy Prasida sex tape, then it sounds like you need to head on over to onlyfans.com slash Billy. Be out there doing your things, shoot your shots, people, take some risks, have some fun, stay financially solvent, and stay slutty. Dogecoin to the moon? Ready to buy the dip? Start investing in cryptocurrency today with Coinbase. And you can get $10 worth of Bitcoin for free after signing up at manhorpodcom slash crypto. Come on, how much longer is this fiat thing going to last?